Welcome, or welcome back, to another episode of Below the Dot Podcast, where we recap and discuss a new episode of Degrassi and the Next Generation every Throwback Thursday from the Degrassi Black Hole. I am your co-host, who is no longer on the show, Terry McGregor. (laughs) I am your other host, Chris Sharp, and I actually just recently saw Chris Sharp in, very briefly, in an episode on season four. I did not know that man made it this far. So, still here. Still got some episodes to go. I always want to say still here and still queer, like they say on the read, but I'm not, I'm not. So I don't think I could say that. So that would be appropriating. <laughs> yes. But yes, that would. And so just to know, we know that's appropriating. And even though that's what I hear in my mind from them, when I say it, not going to say it still here and still near. I'm, I'm going to work on that one. We'll work on it. But welcome back, everybody. Today we're recapping season three, episode 21. So we're two away from the season finale for season three finale, rather, because, you know, Degrassi got mad season. So we're not anywhere near being done. Um, But if you have been here before, you know that this is the time where we get into some trivia for Terry, followed by some Terry tidbits. I'm I'm over here trying to find words that rhyme with here, and I just want to say that I was going down the like the dictionary, and I'm like mirror, peer, tear, gear, fear, and I just want to know why bear is spelled b a b e a r and fear is spelled f e a r, but fear is fear and bear is bear. You know what they say about the English language? It's just extra. Yeah, it don't make no sense. Anyway, here's some some trivia that I do have the answers to. What is the name of the group of people who Jay brought to Sean's house party? It's the Montreal crew. It is. Good job. Round of applause. Yes, I was going to clap for you too. (laughs) What is the name of the teacher who helps Sean this episode? It's Mr. L, but spelled E-H-L. And that was throwing me off. It is, girl. Look at you. One more. What were Manny's original plan for the semi-formal? Like, how was she going to spend that time? I think she said, uh, I don't know if she specified if it was movie or TV shows. I'm going to go with movies and ice cream. Yes. She said she was going to wear sweatpants and eat ice cream. I assume she was going to watch a movie while she did that as well. So I'll give it to you. Nice. Yeah. Like, I feel like she didn't specify. She didn't. But yeah, go Uh me. (laughs) Look at you. Three for three. Three for three. Yeah, I had to look up the teacher's name because I was typing out Mr. L, like literally the letter L when I was doing my notes. But I was like, is this right? And then I found out that it was just pronounced probably uh, a little bit differently because they have accents. But yes. Um, nonetheless, we are here at Terry's Tidbits. I don't have many today, but um, I don't have any, honestly. But what I really wanted to talk about is <laughs> the Drake performance at the Apollo because... As you know, if you've listened to the show for a while, we have talked about Jimmy Brooks, a.k.a. Aubrey Graham, a.k.a. Drake's hairline in the show. And I would be remiss to not discuss the fact that he finally admitted how horrible it was. (laughs) Did you see any of those clips? I I did watch it. I did. And I just want to say, so Google Drive is great and that you can literally just search for any word. 
in season one, episode 10, Rumors and Reputations, I said, <laughs> many black actors have spoken out on this issue, Gabrielle Union to name one, and as a result, we do not really see a good evolution in Jimmy's hairline on set. Call so that. I made a comment about his hairline there, and it looks like <laughs> I also said something in the Shout episode, which was a two-part episode, season two, episode eight, seven and eight. Um, what I said was... Jimmy tells Brenner to chill because he knows Paige hooked up with Dean. This is irrelevant to this episode plot, but wow, you can really t- tell that Aubrey had a white mother by looking at his <laughs> non-existent hairline in this episode. I do remember having, that's where most of our conversation came from, was just like, why did he not have an edge up? Um, why did they let him be on camera like that? I don't know. Um, well, we do know because he had a white mom. His dad wasn't there, you know. That, so yeah, so and he did say. He does yeah. say one of his songs. He was waiting for his dad and he ain't show up. And that was a valuable lesson. And he had to grow up. <laughs> he did not show up to take him to the barbershop. That's for Mm-mm. sure. That's exactly what he missed out on. And we see. Yes. Um, he actually did a lot of... I probably sent you some of the clips too. And I posted some on our Instagram. Instagram.com slash below the dot and some variation. Um... But he did pay like homage to the fact that he was on Degrassi, which I really appreciate because I feel like being a rapper, you would probably want to like shy away from the fact that you looked like that on camera (laughs) back in the day. And there's so much proof Mm -hmm. of it. Um, But he did like a set where he kind of just went through the years of him like getting to where he is now. And he like wore the Jimmy Brooks jersey one night. I want to say something about that. He was wearing the number on his jersey was 11. And I don't know if that is like for something but if you google jimmy bricks degrassi jersey because you know i own one right it's number nine so really in number 11 is that what he wore in the show like what's happening here i was it's so funny because i was gonna ask you if it was the same one i don't think i ever paid attention to the the numbers on yours that's interesting what would 11 stand for his birthday's in october so that doesn't fit and isn't it like a 20 something as well yeah that's what. Yeah, it's October twenty fourth, nineteen eighty six. I'm sorry that I know that. <laughs> that doesn't um, fit the eleven at all. What the hell does that mean? Is he on his eleventh album? How many albums does he have? That's a good point. I could see it being eleven. How many albums does Drake <gasps> have? I think he does. Studio albums seven, compilation albums three. According to Wikipedia. But I'm looking at one, two, three. Honestly, never mind. Certified Lover Boy. Take care. Scorpion. This is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, well, that's 12. That's what I was going to say. It seems like he has 11 or 12. I don't know what that 11 stands for then. That's so funny. Well, Drake, if you're listening, or if anyone from Drake's team is listening, (laughs) um, below the dot podcast would really love to know what the 11 means was this like an og jerseys do i gotta go back and look well we know he was episodes where he played to basketball let's figure this out right here and right yes. now can what i do episode this is the shimmy diaries because that's when they started playing right right that was so season one basketball diaries episode seven like maybe he knows something that the people who are selling his jersey don't know yeah or i'm like does somebody own the rights to the number and like that like the design of the jersey but it's Drake. Like, couldn't you just get whatever you need to be able to wear the jersey? Right. Okay. Well, you know what? Actually, I guess he's not on the team in this episode, really. He's just trying out for the team. 
What? And just an FYI, he's wearing number nine in season one, episode seven. He's wearing number nine jersey. That's so funny. He does eventually get on the team. Remember what? When was that? Um, I have no memory. When he had that house party in season two, was that? Mm-hmm. And okay. Sean was drinking. Was that mirror in the bath? No, that wasn't mirror in the bathroom. Message in a bottle. Let's go look at season two, episode sixteen. I'm kind of a loser. In case anyone didn't realize that. I love that you noticed that. Everything is literally saying number nine. I kind of hate myself. This is so fascinating. Let's see. Let's see. Well, this episode is all about Sean. So unfortunately, we don't. We just see basketball practice, but we don't really see them in their basketball jerseys. So I I would have to look watch for longer. But in season one, he was number nine. So yeah. I don't know who the hell season number 11 is, <laughs> but it's not Jimmy Brooks. Yeah. We'll circle back with that one. But I, again, on our Instagram, we posted it. Very funny. He wore the jersey one night. I think the second night is when he talked about his hairline. So he paid homage and definitely uh, referenced it twice. And I think I don't have the quote verbatim, but he pretty much said, if you could be on TV and have that hairline and now be me, then like, Anyone can do anything that they want to, essentially. So, and you <laughs> know what? Words of wisdom. To tie that back together, Linda Schuyler says in her book that she kind of cackled when she saw that, you know, Jimmy had a song or Aubrey had a song started from the bottom when I were here. And she was like, I wouldn't really have considered Degrassi the bottom, but <laughs> I would consider his hairline in Degrassi the bottom. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what he actually may have meant was she said that she noticed that I, I, I don't know if I talked about this in a previous episode. But he was be he was showing up late to set a mm. lot, and so he got in trouble. And so his um, answer to that was to I think I don't know if he would go to the studio overnight and then come back in, and then he would go to sleep in the studio. So instead of going home and doing all that stuff, he would do a lot of his work at the studio where he would just come in super early, go to sleep, take care of what he needed to do. So that is, I guess, she said her interpretation of what started from the bottom <laughs> meant but maybe that's because she's a white woman and she didn't recognize that his hairline was the bottom yeah absolutely and again as a rapper you i believe you would have to say that was rock bottom and not your best so <laughs> um shouts to drake though i'm very sad about that concert you know drake is problematic but we stand drake at times <sighs> um I love them so bad and i just should not I know. And the set list was amazing. It wasn't a bunch of his new stuff. Because again, you know how we feel about the new stuff. The old stuff is the best. I'm very Mm -hmm. jealous. Apparently somebody also fell off the balcony at that show. They did. Um, And didn't they keep recording or something? Child, they gave like a 15 minute intermission and came right back. Because the guy was able to stand on his feet and walk away himself. But God bless. (laughs) I watched someone's Instagram live uh, from the Drake concert. So that's how I viewed it. But good times. Again, love that he is not shying away from the fact that he was on Degrassi and now he looks the way he does, even though, you know, he wears braids and beads and I feel the way about that, but it's better Mm. than the hairline that he used to have. So, Mm. (laughs) right. I was looking at his hair. I remember when he came like debuted those braids and it was like, sorry, did you get extensions? Absolutely. Not the extensions. He absolutely did. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's funny because where did this hair come from? Yes. Those are all the tidbits I have. Again, would be remiss to not talk about Drake, Aubrey, 
aka Jimmy Brooks, who once had the hairline that he did on television, and now he's selling out the Apollo. So <laughs> there we go, my friends. Degrassi will do it for you. And it will definitely go there. <laughs> All right. So just wanted to say before we get started, um, I threw a little trigger warning in this episode just because there's a content warning for this episode regarding a scene which includes alcohol poisoning. Mm. It's a really short scene. So if you're watching, just know that it happens. I don't even think that it was important enough for me to talk about it because I did not care about who it happened to. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just want you to t- be aware so you t- can take care. See how I rhymed that? Right. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so for our opening scene, Sean and Jay are still menaces. They are at the mall stealing. They steal some movies, but when security catches them, they try to run away. They dumbasses. They're caught and they end up with a ban from the mall. But for some odd reason, Sean is not concerned about this at all, considering how much he tried to stay off parole early in the season. But like, do you remember him being like, I have I have a record when he was fighting with Jay? And now he's like, I don't care. It's just a stupid mall. Yeah. And like suddenly it's not a big deal. Also, the fact that DVDs were $50 at one point is wild to me. But so also also i feel like malls nowadays have a no chase policy for this reason because like nobody gets paid enough to like tackle little kids for a 50 dollars dvd absolutely not they do not and so sorry that that was your job because it was not worth it right anyway so tracker tells sean that jay is bad news and he needs to cut jay off just when their conversation is interrupted by a phone call And since we're interrupting that phone call, we will go ahead and slide in to tell you guys that Liberty has not taken it upon herself to ask JT about the dance. When JT asks Liberty, are you propositioning him? She reminds us that she's dating Towers. But JT should ask Manny to the semi-formal because Manny is hoping that JT will ask. Interesting how Liberty is suddenly now team JT and Manny now that she has a man. Right. Also, did you peep that um, JT made that like racist comment pretty much? What did he say? He said something about because she showed yeah. him. The, yeah, she showed him you, the photos of them. Um, what, did, what did he say? And he then he like, said, you guys make quite the couple or something. He said something like that. And then I swear he said something about uh, her boyfriend like practicing for his mugshot. Okay, but to be fair, <laughs> <laughs> he was he was in Jay's little gang. He was a part of Jay's group. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They did did steal. Um, So I think that whole crew was bad. So that's true. um, I'm going to give that one to JT. You guys don't have to, but I'm going to give it to him. (laughs) That's fair for me. I was just like, that's funny because it's only black character. Um, Yeah. You're absolutely right. They actually were from that group. So I guess I'm surprised that Liberty's dating him. I guess the issue is more so on the producers for terrible representation than it is right. on JT for making a comment. Very true right. about a trash ass um, person. Anyway, <laughs> Ellie's hanging out with Sean at shop class, and I'm wondering where Ellie is supposed to be right now. Right. Because <laughs> she's not in shop class. Alex and Amy are scowling at both Ellie and Sean, and they kiss. Amy is being a hating ass bitch, but Alex reminds Amy, mm, you broke up with Sean. I don't get that. Like, why are you so bitter? She's, um, yeah. Also, I was today years old when I realized how old Amy and Alex look. Like, they look way out of high school age range, and the haircuts and things literally make them look like 
30 to 40 year old women from back in the day <laughs> now we gotta look it up alex degrassi i forget what her last name was alex she such a mom haircut Nunez. i'm realizing she was played by deanna who's born in 1986 so in the this is what 2004 2000. so she mm-hmm. was 18 okay interesting well, 2004 when it aired so she's about 17 so she's too old because they're like are they what are they sophomores i would assume maybe jay is like a junior or something yeah so she's actually really not that much older than not like, that far off they do pride themselves in their age-based casting and i guess one thing i noticed I'm being all over the place, but I actually just looked up the actor who plays Rick Murray's age because next season he's got hair all over his chest, but he's like 18 when he filmed that scene. That's funny. He's had like the hairiest chest. All right. JT goes to buy the tickets to semi-formal when he sees Manny walking by and this dramatic music plays in the background. Finally, Spinner is the one to stir shit up. And instead of it being JT, because you know JT's always trying to stir the pot up and make people anxious about somebody, Spinner's the one to do that this episode. Spinner tells JT that Manny is a good choice if he wants to have sex, since Manny is a slut. Just want to add a disclaimer. I don't agree with this statement. Manny is not a slut, but she, she did actively pursue Craig when she knew that he had a girlfriend. All of this is funny if you've seen season four because Spinner, you got some fucking nerve. Mm, that's what I read uh, when I was looking into some stuff for today's episode. But I kind of had the same sentiment of just like, we know Manny was like very prideful in the fact that she went after what she wanted. Um, but let's not act like Spinner hasn't commented on Manny's looks like several times since she's like made a transformation. Like I swear he's made several comments about her and would date her if he could. So that's funny to slut shame her just because you have a girlfriend exactly all right so jt gets super upset about what spinner has said and so he tells spinner oh no spinner tells jt i didn't mean to get up all in your fries okay spinner oh interesting i see that i made this comment <laughs> and i made a comment about spinner in the notes of in a couple of seasons anyway I was going to ask you, what do you think about what Spinner said? But I think you kind of answered it. But in case you didn't. Yeah, I think the only other note I had for that is um, Craig was his friend who cheated on his girlfriend. Like, what are you calling Craig? You know what I mean? Like, that is so wild to me that it's just like, make Craig take accountability before you talk about Manny taking accountability. She was the one that wasn't in a relationship. But like, then it's crazy because Spinner was egging Craig on right don't you remember he's like you're a studly stud you've got someone super hot and spicy who makes you you know she's hot just hot or whatever right he said but manny's a slut yeah and it's it's weird too because it's like it's jt so are you like trying to talk jt down because you're jealous or something like it's jt like i'm honestly surprised manny would be interested in him in the first place (laughs) like so why are you so worried about who manny dates next or who she goes to the dance with now you know how i feel about that (laughs) tracker is packing up his home when sean gets home from school tracker was offered a job at alberta why but my question is why did we give tracker a girlfriend in this episode just to help him pack his shit up we could have given jt a mom and that would have made more sense 
So this means that Sean has to transfer and he's going to lose his entire year because he has to transfer. He does not want to move to Alberta. He does not want to return to Rosega Beach. Sean is super upset. So the next day at school, he tells Ellie, I got to move to Alberta, so we got to break up. And Ellie does this really dramatic runaway to cry. (laughs) Why? Sean is not in the mood for anyone. Not Amy, not Jay, not life. Mr. L, the shop teacher, takes interest in Sean and talks to him about what's going on. So Sean tells him he has to move and this ruins his school year. Sean had already told Mr. L that he wanted to be the first person in his family to graduate high school. And Mr. L tells Sean he can get on student welfare with a sponsor, Mr. L himself. Mr. L was the first person in his family also to graduate, so he knows how Sean feels and he wants to be supportive to him. Sean decides to stay, but Tracker is not optimistic that he'll have success. And honestly, I understand why. You hanging out with Jay. Yeah, because I for a second I had the thought of, man, like, this is still true. Like, Sean probably feels like everyone abandons him and does not believe in him. So it's important that he has this teacher that does. And then I felt bad that Tracker was being, was so willing to just, like, pull him out and be like, well, start over. But also, again, it, money related. Like you said, they were going to make a lot of money. And because Sean wasn't making the best decisions at Degrassi anyway. So it would just be like, well, maybe you should have thought about that before you started stealing stuff and, like, getting kicked out of malls with Jay. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like moving to Alberta would have been bad for Sean. But I also think it would have been good if he got to keep his year because he needs to get away from that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Like has to separate himself. But I can imagine that since he's had to move out of Wasega Beach at first, that this would just feel like the same thing to him where he's like, no one considers my feelings. And like Mr. L's the first person that made me realize Sean had any hopes and dreams and aspirations, honestly, because when does he ever talk about that stuff? Okay, well, fuck me. So for some reason, I just thought that Alberta was like rural as fuck. But according to this, the population is 4.3 million in 2019. But in Toronto, it's 2.93 million. Wow. How far what? is that? Like, I guess I got to look at it. Like, oh, I guess it's the whole province. And Toronto is a city. Okay, so y'all. Oh. And y'all got to be like, this dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I just compared a province to a city. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, to be fair, he just said he was moving to Alberta. He didn't say where. So I just, yeah. there's, I don't know if there's anything defense. Um, I'm just going to admit that I'm stupid. What percentage of Alberta is white? Sorry, this just came up on my Google search. It is 80% white. I'm screaming. Of course it is. Anyway, so let's keep it pushing. Um, now that we all know that I'm a dumbass, am I going to edit that out? Or will I let you guys know that I'm stupid? Anyway. <laughs> Sean finds Ellie to tell her that he is not transferring after all because he's going to get on student welfare. He picks her up and spins around and they kiss. Such a cute couple. Love it. We see the next day that Sean is enjoying his newfound freedom by eating whatever he wants for breakfast, something that Tracker tried to reprimand him for earlier (laughs) in the episode. Meanwhile, at Degrassi, Liberty broaches the subject of the semi-formal with Manny and she tells her that JT... Liberty tells Manny that JT wants to ask her to the semi-formal despite Manny's original plans to get sweatpants and some ice cream because nobody wants her around. Question, where the fuck is Emma? That's a great question. The last time we saw her was in that doctor's office with Mr. Simpson. Where the hell did they go? Oh, little, I'm going to support you, Emma. Emma, who are you supporting? You don't give a fuck about your friend. We really have not seen her. Oh, raggedy bitch. Anyway. (laughs) Sean is telling his quote-unquote friends about how he is on student welfare so he gets the house himself. 
Amy asks Sean if she can come over sometime. And not only does Sean agree, but he says that everyone could come over because his home is everyone's home. Biggest mistake you could have made. You don't have no type of boundaries. And his so-called friends are users. They see his place as just a spot for them to party. And we see a montage of them showing up to keep the party going and Sean sleeping through his classes. Like Sean and Ellie can't even have a, like they can't even have like a nice night in to eat pizza. I'm sorry. I'm just distracted because my damn cat is sitting here all up in my dang face. They're like trying to eat pizza and watch TV and these motherfuckers show up to continue the party. Sean starts showing up to class late. He's falling behind in his classwork. But enough about him. JT has his ticket to the semi-formal and he's about to ask Manny when he sees her sitting down next to Craig. And so JT is now discouraged. Manny approaches JT to be like, I thought you were going to ask me to the semi-formal. And JT tells her, I saw you with Craig. See, I don't understand why anyone gives JT the time of day. Manny looks at him like, and? He wanted to know if I'm okay. But I see you assume that I'm going to go off and have sex with him because you think I'm so easy. And now, we've said it a thousand times. I know Manny was wrong for going after Craig. She knew that boy had a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. But she gives a very valid argument here. He was the one who was cheating on his girlfriend, okay? But no one ever talks about that, do they? She's right. And I can't stand JT anyway, so he doesn't deserve Manny. And he always stirring shit up. He's being ma- mean to Manny with his old insecure ass. And he's going to be insecure again next episode when he just can't be the bigger man. <laughs> yeah, she does make a good point because, again... No one is talking about how Craig played the both of them low key. Like he literally played both people, whether Manny deserved it or not is a different story, but it was Craig's fault too. And what is Craig doing? Just living a normal life, not being slut shamed, being praised probably. Right. Like you guys are all gassing him up. Like, Oh, Craig, you're so amazing. You're a studly stud. That's terrible. That really is the epitome of high school. I can't say that. I experienced that. I'm trying to think. I might have. But I can't say for sure. <laughs> but just the fact that people were are so fast to blame a woman in any situation, though. That's pretty much life. Like, I feel like it was always so much about, like, if you were a girl and you did something with a guy, you were a slut. Mm-hmm. But, like, the guys were doing stuff with other people and nobody was ever calling them sluts. And it's like, well, who were they doing things with? Right. Well, obviously, somebody... Yeah, and they would be the ones that would spread the rumors and, like, all, or just, like, even spread information. Just like how Spinner was doing to JT, like, just slut-shaming Manny to another guy. So JT can then go have his idea of what Manny's doing just based off a conversation that she had with Craig that he didn't even hear. He just saw it from afar. Right. And that is a cycle of high school. Literally, it's he said, she said, and you're a slut, and he is a hoe. And that's cool. (laughs) Yep. Even though it was all Craig's fault. Exactly. At the end of the day, it's Craig's fault. All right. So where are we? Wrong notes. Okay. So Jay arrives to Sean's home uninvited with a group of who he identifies as, as as we discussed earlier, the Montreal crew. (laughs) Their partying makes it really difficult for Sean to focus and study with Ellie as he was trying to do because he was trying to catch up on his work, but that does not happen. Um, Amy sits down next to Sean on the couch. This bitch is disrespectful, but she's very obviously drunk and Sean is kind of like 
pushing her off him. And Ellie shows up to tell Amy off for hitting on Sean. And Amy walks away drinking even more than she was already drinking before. The guys from the Montreal crew start to fight. And the only the fight only gets put on pause because Alex screams from the bathroom. Amy is passed out for which Ellie identifies as alcohol poisoning. She probably noticed that because I assume why she noticed that. No. Like yeah, I did out. too. And then I thought that she was actually going to bring up her mom in that point in time. I wouldn't tell them bitches, Nan. Anyway, so Amy's passed out drunk with alcohol poisoning. They have to call an ambulance, which puts Sean's student welfare at risk. Sean tells Jay that he needs to take the Montreal crew elsewhere because the party at his place is over. <laughs> Jay tells Sean that he thought he was cool, but he had him fooled. Sean realizes that he was also fooled. That's so funny to me because why was that like the biggest diss back in the day? Like, I thought you were cool. You were responsible and called the ambulance on someone that could have died. How could you? Right the nerve of you. Like, what? I think my other question is, okay, so these people steal things all the time. I feel like they talk about how they don't come from money. Where the hell were they getting all this alcohol from? They had alcohol every single night, like more alcohol than food. That's a good question. I'm so confused by it. All I can tell you is that the drinking age in Toronto is 19. Oh, okay. So it's definitely more accessible. Yes. That's all I know. Because, I, yeah, I do feel like it's easier to get a fake ID for being 19. But it's also easier to find a Mm 19-year-old when you look like you're 40, like Alex and Amy do. (laughs) To buy your alcohol or even who knows where these Montreal boys are coming from. Yeah. I don't know. Probably maybe more accessible. I wish my cat would leave me alone right now. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. That's so true. You definitely in high school know somebody that's 18 or 19 before you would know someone. You're Well, you shouldn't know people in high school that are 21. If you, but... Right. If you do, yikes. <sighs> okay. So did you ever tell me about the one time? Oh, did I ever tell you about the one time in high school when... What was I going to say? Oh, when we were graduating and they were talking about like who you could bring uh, to the prom, like as a date. And like, Mm -hmm. I can't remember what the age requirement was Mm -hmm. or what exactly they said, but they pretty much said, I want to say maybe they couldn't be 21 or older or like, Mm -hmm. or they couldn't have like a record or something. And literally half of my graduating class let out the biggest sigh when they found out that they could not bring their boyfriends who were way too old to be going to prom. Like, and people just really be out here being nasty because yes, gross. And I'm not talking about the people who were dating them. I'm talking about these grown ass men. Nasty, nasty, nasty. Absolutely. And why would you even want to go to prom is the question. But I want to say they said that you couldn't be like 21 or older. And there were so many people that were upset. And I was one of the older people in my class. I was already 18 before we graduated. But these were like 17, 16 year olds, like trying to bring like convicted felons maybe i don't know <laughs> but they were all really upset about it like and that's, that's what embarrassing. that reminds me embarrassing ew it's terrible i just had the thought to like text my friend and be like what was the requirement i'll get back to you on that but it was crazy because i never knew that that many people at 18 knew 21 to 25 year olds Gross. Okay, well, I think we're going to wrap up this episode somewhere in here. All right, so JT (laughs) approaches Manny outside the school to tell her that he thought she still liked Craig, which is why he was upset. He was afraid that Manny would blow him off again, as she did when he was interested in her early in this season, but she was too 
caught up with Sully. So it's a valid point. Anyway, he tells Manny he's going to invite her to the semi-formal with his old desperate ass and whatever. Sean arrives to Mr. L to request that his student welfare forms be signed. And he tells Mr. L that he had a party. The cops have to be called, but he is done partying for now. Mr. L tells Sean that he's not going to disappoint Sean, but he also can't sign his form until Sean convinces him that the partying is over. Sean says, I am a few times. And I guess I was convincing enough because Mr. L signs the paper. Sean then sticks around to finish his shop project. The end. I had the same thought. I was like, do you really believe him or y'all just trying to wrap up this storyline? <laughs> right. Exactly. Y'all are just like, well, I don't know what else he's going to do. We've been partying for long enough. Um, my moral was that everybody ain't your friend. That's a great moral. Um, just I don't know this. <laughs> practice boundaries. That's a good one. Yeah. I don't have one written down. The only one I could think about is... um. Like, speaking up for yourself. Like, Sean had to tell Jay to get the heck up out of his house and to stop doing what he was doing. And then, I guess, JT figured out how to talk to Manny. But Yeah. I feel like you can't tell people everybody when you have everything. They always mm-hmm. People always say annoying things on social media, like, move in silence because people will wish <laughs> ill upon you. Your true friends will not. Mm-hmm. But if you have a hard time identifying who is and who isn't a good friend, I can see why you would feel that way. Your true friends are not going to wish ill upon you, though, and they're not going to try to use you for your things. But if you're in high school, you don't know who your real friends are. And if you're Sean, you absolutely don't. So I can see how he got caught up. Yeah. Yeah. And Jay is like just trouble in general. So, but he, yeah, because if he couldn't see the fact that he was getting banned from malls for hanging around with Jay then he's not going to see that he probably shouldn't tell Jay, this is our house. Cause do you not know that he's going to take it and run with it? <laughs> like, Right. And then all, he's like, you can't show up to my house and do this anymore. And they got <laughs> mad the minute he set a boundary. So them words, it wasn't your friends at all. They were just trying to get him in trouble. Yeah. And just use him for his mm-hmm. space. Yeah. That is such a high school thing, too, is, like, if you knew anybody that had parents that would travel or that would, like, let them throw parties, then people were going to take advantage. Is that? Mm-hmm. I guess I wasn't going to nobody's parties, so. Y'all know I, had, I was a little loser, so. I can't with you. I had um a small group of friends, and one of my friend's moms was super cool, so she would let us, like, hang out at her house a lot. But mm-hmm. that's not what I'm referring to. I just remember there being, like, a... I think it was the first prom that I went to. That was my partner's prom. Um, and like someone was supposed to have a house party somewhere that people had been having parties at all years and all year. And like last minute it got canceled because nobody wanted like a hundred high school students after the prom at the house mm. and wanted to be responsible for that. But makes sense. They would party there every other time though. And that's the reason we couldn't go there for prom. So any other questions, comments, concerns about this episode? No, we're super close to the end of this uh, season, and I can't believe that. So excited to see how it ends because I have no memory of it. All right. So with that being said, it is the end of the year dance at Degrassi, and Jimmy wants it to be perfect for his date and their friends. But one misfortune after another plagues this evening. Meanwhile, feeling guilty for stealing Snake's laptop, Sean decides to come clean to him, but he soon realizes that getting Mr. Simpson's forgiveness is not going to be easy. Also. Joey asks Caitlin to move in with him, but she is soon offered a job in Los Angeles. That wraps this week's episode of Below the Dot Podcast. If you enjoyed your listen, please tell a friend to tell a friend. 
to hold you over between episodes, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok under some derivative of the username below the dot. Feel free to reach out with any questions, comments, or concerns on either of our social media accounts or email us at whateverittakes385 at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we will be back on your airways this time next week, whatever it takes.